Sam Prendergast. He's Mr. Composure for the end of the game to bring a team from behind to win. You can't win anything with kids. You know, it was... I actually thought it was fantastic and I don't know if you can hold back the hype. Subscribe to the Rugby Stream on the OTB Sports app now. It was a tough game. It was a game... Uh, obviously, we knew coming here, Wexford are a, a top, top team and I thought the lads done really well. You know, we... I thought we started okay in the game and uh, Ferns Wexford probably came back into it but I, I just felt maybe that you know we didn't hurl well enough maybe to use the ball and go through the lines more where we're getting a bit of joy in the first half and we went away from that and I think that's what brought Wexford back into the game obviously we could address a few things at half time and going into the second half started okay again you know went four or five points up and no testament to the team that Wexford are. A few there bigger players started to really hurt us. You know, Lee Moog hurt us when he came out around the middle row. He was hurting us. So, uh, you know, our lads had to dig deep, really dig deep for that win today and showed uh, huge resilience toward the end of the game. So happy with that. Some great, some great performances all over the field. I mean, Keane O'Sullivan for his goal particularly. And, I mean, what about that save from Sean Brennan? Well, eight minutes to go, a key moment. Had that gone in, perhaps the momentum really might have swung to them. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, in, in fairness to Wexford, like they, they threw the kitchen sink at it and coming toward the end of normal time, it looked like they, they were going to get there. But as I said, the lads showed great resilience. You know, within that, there were big moments in the game, like you said, with Sean savings. So, uh, and Donny's last free as well just gave us the bit of breathing space, you know, that maybe they had to go for goal or that, you know, when, when they were running at us, uh, the player was fouled and... Uh, just give us a chance to set up for the last three. Is that the resilience, the most pleasing aspect of it from your perspective today? Yeah, it was. Look, they're a young team, do you know what I mean? Uh, a really, really young team that are trying to go out on their own journey, but like their attitude and application has been top-notch. And, you know, we knew today was a big game, so obviously with a big game, you want a big performance. And, uh, yeah, I thought we were OK. Uh, just a word on Donald Burke. Uh, what a player. Yeah, what a player. He's... he's uh, uh, from you know, from watching him afar before we got involved here, you always held him in the highest esteem. Now that we've gotten the opportunity to work with him, he's just absolutely top class. And uh, you know, maybe back a game or two, you know, where he had an off day on the freeze today, particularly the last one because I know we were a point up, but it just gave us that cushion to to get the the two points. Uh, obviously, Wexford would have needed a goal or and try to manufacture one, but like that, that was some free to land from way downtown you play Kilkenny in two weeks time you'll take a lot from today how do the next two weeks look for you uh, the two it, right now it's really important that we get recovery like it, it's really really hard to do three weeks in a row um, and I'm sure every manager would say that like it's it's hard you know you're getting up you need to get them back down you need to recover lads are playing with niggles and stuff so the two week break now just gives us the opportunity to get a few niggles right um Really disappointed for Ronan Hayes. Yeah. yeah he What's the story there? Uh, seems to be a hamstring injury. Obviously, we don't know the extent of it, but unfortunately for him, like he, he pulled his hamstring the first day against Waterford in the league and sustained a really bad one. And he'd worked so hard to get back, really, really hard to get back. So it's just really disappointing for him personally that... Uh, he picked up the injury today, so hopefully Touchwood is not, not as bad. As Last week, we had spoken about the decision to move the game to Crow Park, and I mean, that, that's worth its weight in gold, that experience, to those younger lads today. Yeah, it is, but look, when, when we talked about 
moving to Crow Park, there's a few different things, there are a few elements in it. Like it was, it was a collective decision. First and foremost, they're a really young team. And who wouldn't want to play in Crow Park? Uh, I think with the players that we have and the hurling ability that they have and the athleticism that they have, you know, a bigger pitch would suit us. So that's that's for now and that's for the championships that we're in. Uh, in terms of the bigger picture in Dublin hurling and you know where the board want to drive it and where they want to go, when you have the opportunity to play in Grow Park, when a young fella sees Donald Burke give the performance like he did in Grow Park, surely that will inspire younger generations to, to aspire to play for Dublin and why not come watch them Grow Park. Michal, people would say you have a knockout kind of hurling someone up now after that result. Do you see it that way? No. <laughs> no, most definitely not. I, I first-hand know the experience that you don't count your chickens. Uh, so, you know, every manager, every, every team's the same. There's five games in this competition with three down. We'll recover now and work really hard going into the last two and see where we are at that stage. Well, it's a very strong position going down to, to, to Nolan Park. I know you would have preferred the extra point in Corrigan Park, but it's uh, it's in a very healthy position going down there. I think in a fortnight's time to, to Nolan Park. Yeah, look, we're OK, but as I said, uh, you know, with these results now are behind us. Everything is, is what's in front of us, and that will be our focus. Uh, two tough games to come, so I said we've two weeks now to start preparing and then have a go at them. Darry Egan, commiserations. What are your thoughts straight after the game? Uh, my thoughts are, I suppose I'd love us to find the post uh, a bit more often. Um, very disappointed. Uh, we've nobody to blame only ourselves. We we had the win of the game in our in our own hands today, and we didn't get the job done. So that's the unfortunate reality of it. Yeah, 19 wides. You look back on the game during the week. That must be a killer. Oh, it is a killer. It is. I think it was 51 shots to 31, something like that, and we lost the game. So that's that's simply there's not much else I can say. Um, I will say our players stayed going. They stayed trucking. Um, they could have died out of it. You know, Dublin went five ahead. I think at one stage, and uh, they still you know they're still playing for us. They're still giving us absolutely everything. They're giving everything for Wexford to win. But just at the moment, um, you know, it, I won't say at the moment because seven days ago we were. We were flying it against Antrim and we're flying the post from here, there and everywhere. It's just this week, uh, very, very disappointed with, with our shooting accuracy. You came out much the better in the second half. Uh, what was said at half-time? Nothing, just that we didn't perform in the first half. Um, we, you know, we, we just let Dublin play the game on their terms and uh, that's not good enough. You come up to Crow Park, you want to express yourselves and we did the exact opposite in the first half. So uh, we just wanted the players to take on a bit more ownership and, and, and go at the game a bit more. And in fairness, that's what they did. But um, unfortunately, when we, were, when we were going, you know, we were getting into our groove in the second half, a few wides completely deflated us and that's the really, really frustrating part of it. And do you think that you can still salvage something from this championship? Well, There's still a bit to go. Absolutely. We're in the very same situation we were this time last year. We came out of Mullingar uh, having drawn this time last year and we and we re- very nearly turned Clare over in an All-Ireland quarterfinals. So it's, our fate is still in our own hands. We have a very tough test against Westmead. Obviously, we had a right battle with them last year uh, in two weeks' time. And then we're going into the Kilkenny game. And if we win that, we're, we're still in the All-Ireland Championship. So uh, it's a mad, mad kind of a mad kind of a run of it so far but um, today is just very very disappointing that we didn't get the win Okay Tom full time here in Crow Park and it finished Dublin 122 Wexford 23 points uh, what did you make of that? 
Well, I suppose it's a desolate place now at the moment, Cahill. Uh, the seagulls are flying around and it, it's been a, a pretty bad night for Wexford, really, when it all boils down because we were always looking at this game as a, a winner-takes-all and ultimately that may not be the case. This time last year we were in the same position, Wexford, but you know it, it looks a little bit more bleak than last year. I wasn't overly impressed. I mean, we look at the the statistics from the game, I suppose, and, and you look at Wexford 19 wides yeah. versus Dublin 6 wides. I think we dropped six uh, uh, balls into uh, into Sean Brennan's yeah. hand, and, and that's probably unforgivable in top-class inter-county hurling. And I was just looking at one thing, and, and look, we'll talk about Dublin in a second there, but, you know, we're looking at play a, a team that at, at times... There was 30, 40 yards between our nearest forward to the Dublin goalkeeper. And I mean, that was a, a real comfort zone that he, he was left in. But it's disappointing um, from a Wexford point of view, I suppose. We had some good performances. Uh, Lee Chin didn't look fully right, but he, he did OK. Rory O'Connor was OK. I thought our two defenders, Shane Rex, Simon Donoghue and Liam Ryan, till he went off, I thought they played very, very well. But at the end of the day, um, it's not a good night for Wexford hurling. And uh, we really do have to go back to the drawing board at this stage do you think the championship is over for Wexford or do you think they can turn this around we're not in Cahill I, I hope I'm not my voice is not too <laughs> <laughs> I know look I know it's a song I need to put your sleeper make a cry here now for a second but, but I, know you, I know you want to get going I'd no, say, you no, want to get no, out no, of no, I'm, I'm just, I suppose I'm just so disappointed really I, know. I, I can't say it's the end of the championship but it's not a, it's yeah. not really looking good we would always fancy ourselves to beat Kilkenny you know we always think that we'll give them a, 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 a particularly down to Wexford Park mm. but at the moment our hurling doesn't suggest that we're going to really make any assault on the championship this year let's be fair um, you know we had a very poor league we beat Antrim by four points last week Galway turned us over pretty comfortably Dublin did tonight I do believe Dublin were good enough tonight. You know, yeah. they were the best team on the field because they looked better. Their puckouts were better. They were crisper in their hurling. That might defy the fact that we missed a lot of scores, but it just shows that Dublin were more economical. Mm. And you know something? Donald Burke, I, he's on my fantasy hurling team, would Is you believe? I, I absolutely think he's just a super player. He'd have a couple of all-stars in any, any other county. But he came down, and it's right down here in front of us, he came down to the sideline close yeah. to 70 yards out the most crucial free he's taken for the last number of years I incidentally I was talking to a Wexford man and he was a big Joe Canning fan and I'm not putting uh, Donald in the same category just yet as yeah. Joe Canning but he said he's taken frees not a, with his highest stakes the stakes couldn't have been higher tonight Cahill what a performance from a, a brilliant hurler yeah. ball over the bar from the sideline then he goes out I was sitting beside Wexford people What I don't know what it was 100 yards they said surely this man can't put the ball over from 100 yards he was the deserved man of the match we have to take our hats off to him and a wonderful performance from a wonderful hurler and uh, you you know, from that point of view, it was nice to be here to see him play. But I just thought from the Dublin point of view as well, Cahill, you know, I thought Sean Brennan was very good in goal. Yeah, I, that save that he made near the end, because that would have turned the game. Like that, yeah. that's a serious, that was a serious turning point in the game. If he hadn't saved that, 
that could have swung it in your favour and it could have been a different story altogether you know it could have I, been a getting out of jail you could, we could be talking about that's right I totally agree and you know what that would have done Carl if that had went in it would have given Wexford momentum and I don't believe we had a number of wides after that uncharacteristic yeah. wides but we were really coming at that stage and it was Wexford's to win at that stage but what I liked about the save as well he turned the hurl and he put the ball out to the sideline you know what he didn't leave it yes. in the square I thought his performance overall was outstanding tonight really outstanding and his puckouts were outstanding he p- I, I'd love to see what the turnover rate in his puckouts but they were almost down to 5 or 10% tonight so you know Sean Brennan was excellent another guy that I thought was just outstanding tonight was, and I know he's no relation of Donald Burke I'm, go- I'm, I'm Burke selling me all <laughs> night tonight but I just thought that Conor Burke played the sweepers role in the first half excellently super player and uh, you know I, I just thought he was excellent um, the other thing and sometimes fortune you can be very fortunate uh, you know I saw when Ronan Hayes went off I was you know I just because I know Ronan's history he's been very very unlucky with injury over the last couple of years I believe it's a hamstring yeah. hopefully best of wishes to Ronan mm. serious player because he was a player I was worried about coming on but Paul Crummy came on yeah he gave one outstanding performance, yeah, you know. Brilliant. He was it was a bit of luck maybe that Michal done who needed, but he came on for probably one of their best forwards and his his aerial ability was just outstanding. And you know, you have to hand it to Dublin tonight. Owen O'Donnell, big fan of his as well. Rory, great battle with him. Rory did very, very well on him tonight. But again, Dublin defence were a much different proposition than what Wexford came up with and from last week. So they deserved a win, even though the, the points total might kind of contradict, or the wide's total, I should say, might contradict that. But Dublin deserved a victory tonight. Yeah, it's nearly a win-win for me, Holodunahu, in a way that they conceded a lot of shots tonight. Mm. They came out with the win. But he, has lo- he knows there's loads now that they can work on, even with the win behind him. How do you think where or where do you think Wexford go from here? Is it is it back up just shooting practice? Like there's you know <laughs> that can't be the only thing they have to work on, but it, it was an obvious factor tonight, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Well I mean nineteen wides it's a very, very standout issue now and saying that our free taking was quite good tonight, you know, mm. between Rory and Lee Chin. Certainly we have to look at that. It's going to be a big pickup. We're probably lucky that we have a couple of weeks maybe to get back a kind of such. I would have felt that we a strong we had a strongish team tonight. I will have to be critical of one decision that we made and that was if we are good enough to play without Connor McDonald in the full forward line so be it but I don't think we are I think Connor came on he got two points I think in the league this year he's been our top goal scorer we can be critical of different aspects of players' uh, performances, of what they're doing. Maybe Connor doesn't do this, maybe he doesn't do that. But for me, we can't afford to be without Connor McDonald. And it takes that. And, and even when he came on, I don't think we played him close enough to goal. But certainly, I don't think we can leave Connor McDonald out of our lineup going forward. That's not answering your question. No, but it's, yeah, because you know. it's, it's it was strange when he did come on. I initially thought that he would go straight in nearly yeah. on top of Sean Brennan and that, that you know yeah. maybe start trying a different route route one nearly that didn't seem to be the case there, it definitely doesn't seem to be that they're utilising the powers of the likes of McDonald that's right and the other thing as well I, you know I we were treated I, we, I've seen two goals there just to give examples in the last uh, couple of weeks uh, Cahill you know the goal that, that uh, uh, Galway got last weekend you know we, we tried to explain it by tactic and I don't think it's it's really tactic. I mean, Jack Grealish got the ball, lurried it up the field as high as you could. It broke off a hurl, and in comes Brian Concannon and buries it in the net. The long ball again tonight for Dublin, uh, straight in, and uh, Keno Sullivan 
gets the tip to put the ball into the net I think sometimes we can overcomplicate this game get your men up front get them in close to goal I know O'Donnell is a super full back but you know something I think a forward particularly an inside forward the most dangerous place he can be is close to goal and if I'm to be critical if I'm to be critical of the way Wexford are playing Mm. I think we don't play close enough to goal particularly in our full forward line Yeah, definitely when the when the game was in the melting pot, there still just seemed to be too much space in front of Sean Brennan that the ball then was landing in front of him. It was just a killer. Yeah. And that, that kind of sucks the life out of a team, doesn't it? If you're shooting from out in the middle of the field and it just drops into the keepers, especially especially when the game was in the melting pot and it was getting it was very intense in the last ten minutes, that just sucks the life out of a team, doesn't it? I think it does. And you know, to use a, I suppose an analogy from a different sport like the you know, the high line or whatever mm. when they're playing offside. I think that that teams don't play enough of a high line, really. You know, I mean, you know, really, Sean Brennan was coming out. All the puckouts in the first half, they were either going to Owen O'Donnell, they were going to Paddy Smith. These are good ball players. Mm. These guys, give these boys, uh, you know, a ball on the 21, they carry it maybe 30 five forty yards out then they're picking a man and they were actually attacking Wexford up the centre you know there was nothing flamboyant or kind of Einsteinish about it like they were going up the centre and the ball was being pummeled up the centre and you know their midfield they, they took us for a point each they were really really very very uh, I think they had a better plan than we had tonight they were very very basic in what they were doing it wasn't as I say rocket science and I just thought the Dublin were sharper and they had a bit more wherewithal and then in the last 10-15 minutes I can't explain it but we really did in our shooting we did fall to pieces a little Uh, Can I ask you on just a separate point the game being on in Croke Park there would have been a some atmosphere now if it was on in Paranel particularly for those last 15-10 minutes Uh, as a Wexford fan do you still prefer that it was on in Croke Park there was an uh, an attendance of just over 9,000 here tonight Mm. What are your thoughts on all that? I think when you've attendance of nine or ten thousand, you're better in a smaller ground, you know, and that's the truth. But uh, I would, I would admire Dublin for coming to Crow Park. I think there was a method to their madness. They feel that they have legs. They have good men to run at you. You know, they have some very, very good ball players. So I think Dublin were right to come to. I, I'm not so sure that everyone says Parnell Park suits Dublin, but I know that Wexford probably would have preferred to play here tonight. Mm. Certainly, the atmosphere certainly doesn't lend itself to. Uh, you know, uh, like we're we're looking the game. Game seemed very flat, and and let's be fair. I don't think the quality of the game tonight was incredible. You know, it was really a must-win game, and the two points were the most important thing for Dublin. wasn't incredible quality, but certainly, if you don't have the crowd kind of in on the pitch, yeah. the kind of you know the thirty thousand the other evening in Clare and Limerick, that creates a better atmosphere, and it creates more intensity as well. And I think that's you know Krupa. I mean, eighty-two thousand stadium, nine thousand people in it. One doesn't fit into the other, really, you know. But I think Dublin were right to come here. If Dublin get to a quarter final, if they go a bit further, you know, that's going to be the kind of a, an environment they're ho- going to hope to play with. But mm. this evening, I kind of uh, I would have preferred to play in Parnell Park. But if you'd probably asked me during the week, I'd have preferred to play in Crow yeah, Park. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a strange yeah. one, though. Isn't yeah, it, it, it is. is. It really is. You know, the stadium is too big for a nine thousand crowd. That's yeah. the truth. Of the matter. Uh, yeah, and when you when you if you hear the birds during the game, you know you <laughs> might be in a small bit of trouble. <laughs> you're you know? in a bit of trouble. <laughs> then are. there's no doubt about that. Yeah, uh, the game today and the game uh, as we speak Tipperary and Cork are playing yeah. and uh, both of those games are on GA Go now yeah. I know during the week uh, you had you shared your th- thoughts on GA Go and you'd mentioned Limerick and Clare and obviously that was 
definitely the best game we've experienced so far this year. Yeah. That was also on GA Go. Uh, what what do you think about that? Or where where do we go with GA Go? There seems to be a lot of talk about it at the moment. The games need to be shown somewhere, don't yeah. they? I think, oh, look, I'm not the contrary GA man. I, I spend a little bit of time in Anfield every so often. Yeah. To my detriment this year, I suppose, I go to the, the Munster-Leinster rugby game. So I'm, I'm not, it's not the contrary GA mm. man. But I put this scenario to you. Um, we're trying to promote hurling. So it's not as easy as you think. And, and hurling is a small populated uh, sport. You know, if you look at nationally, well, not nationally so much, but certainly internationally, it's a small populated sport. My issue with GA Go is that last year, probably one of the best sporting occasions we saw on television was the Munster final. It had controversy. It had, uh, you know, probably Tony Kelly standing over a sideline ball, yeah. the most dramatic sporting moment of the year. You had two counties that absolutely, and I never use the word hate in GA, but absolutely don't like each other yeah, or dislike yeah, each yeah, other yeah. you had every element and then you had 50,000 people thrown into uh, Thurless so we put that on television last year we had a repeat of that this year with 30,000 people with the stakes even higher and we have a product you know hurling which I think is one of the greatest products sporting products in the world we need to promote that we didn't show that to the uh, paying or to the public to, to, the, to, the, to the GA public and I just think that is absolutely crazy. It's horrendous marketing. And people will say, well, they can go in on the GA Go and whatever. But to, to go in, like, I was talking to an old age pensioner. And I'm not patronising because I'm heading in that direction myself pretty quickly. Yeah, you have a way to go. You have a way, way, to, way go. to go. I have about three or four years to go. <laughs> but uh, he rang me and he just said, Tom, you know, it's not a money thing. It's not the 12 euros. These are the people that are paying for the club lotto, the county development draw, they've been paying going into... It's not the money thing. But for them to actually see that game last um, Saturday evening, they would have had to um, either have a smart television, mm. either have a computer, and then kind of, you know, have the techie ability to go in to kind of get that on. And I don't think it's right. I'm really angry at depriving those people of the big games. Yeah. I, I'm not saying, Cahill, that we should have every hurling game on TV... But there's no doubt if we want to market our product, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever to have something like that game not on free to wear last week. It should have been, we should have been kind of announcing it from the rooftops. It should have been free to air in the hospitals, in the pubs, in the places without broadband, which there are still places without broadband. It should have been all over and we should be trying to market the product. I should have been going in to train young guys as they are doing all over the country, train young guys on Monday night and they're talking about Tony Kelly, they're talking about Aidan McCarthy, they're talking about Keane Lynch, they're the heroes. Why are we depriving? We're still the GA, we're still an amateur sport. Yeah. Why are we depriving the people of that? And, uh, you know, I just think we're not marketing a product and I'm not I'm not happy with it. We thought that we'd never get rid of Sky for the pay-per-view. Now we replace it with a GA. And the other thing is they seem to be cherry-picking the, the bigger games for the pay-per-view up to the maybe the All-Ireland quarter, semi and final. So I, I just don't think we should be depriving people of this. And I, I'm very, very disappointed in it. think it should change. You think about this. We have a very short window, and I hope I'm not rabbiting on, Colin. No, no. We have a very short window. We've probably eight, ten weeks now of GA action, right? We have a very short window to promote our game, to get our game popular. And this weekend there's no game on free to air TV on our national radio on our national television station mm. crazy stuff yeah. you know and I think next week 
I'm not sure if there's a game on. It's it's just I don't see any sense. And the last thing I'll just say about it, Wexford, right? We're we're under more pressure than an awful lot of people think. Trying to get people to compete against soccer, etc. We will have one game free to air this year to promote our game against Kilkenny if we don't qualify for the All Ireland series. How like that's not helping us, Cahill. No. And I just put it. I love soccer. I love rugby. I love all the different sports. We're still able to show when the rugby world Cup, or sorry, when the soccer World Cup is on, we're able and we're not even competing in it we're able to throw three, show three games a day uh, in that and we're able to do it for three weeks and I just I'm not saying every game should be on it but for God's sake Clare versus Limerick we should be shouting and promoting from the rooftops I, I, yeah. I think it needs to be debated Cahill yeah, yeah, some very. And I hope points. that's not too long of an answer <laughs> for you, Carl. But I, as you can see, I feel a bit passionate about it. No, no. Look, is some very valid points. And look, we're not going to we're not going to solve it here tonight, and we're not going to solve uh, the the state of Wexford hurling or or or, <laughs> or any 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 county <laughs> for that matter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But Tom, uh, thank you very much. I know it's hard when you're a fan, and a night like that, you just want to run, nearly run out the gates and just go home and maybe forget about the match. And you know, but yeah, uh, but. They, do you know, Carl? I'll just say I've we were right beside Dublin, and I'm in Dublin four days a week. I've always been a fan of Dublin hurling as well, and no more than ourselves. We need Dublin hurling going very well at the moment. They're doing a lot of work. They're getting a lot of people in there. Um, I've always admired them. I want Wexford hurling to do well. I want it promoted more. I wanted more free to air. We have a lot of work to do ourselves, and look, maybe we're going in the right or the wrong direction, but we are trying. And the one thing about Wexford people, we're great at reinventing ourselves, we've great re- resilience, and to be quite honest with you, our love of hurling is not based on success. As you probably know, six All-Irelands in a hundred and how many years. We love hurling, and we'll be doing our very, very best to keep it going. And I know Dar Egan and the lads will as well, and, and thanks to, the, to our lads. We were beaten tonight, but thanks to our lads for all they're putting into this game. Here, here. Well, on that note, Tom, thank you very much and best of luck for the rest of the season. Thanks, Carl.